that good? That was pretty hot. But yeah, anyways, I think that just like mm, Bridgerton was Bridgerton. Oh my god, thoughts. Okay. <laughs> Hello. We're back again with more thoughts and hot yeah, takes. Hot takes, information, feelings about things. Of this show that like kind of lost its hype last month, but was hyped back then. Yeah, and it will be hyped again when the next season comes out, I guess. And I knew when it, um, after watching it while I was sick with COVID on the couch, a fever as I think it was meant to be enjoyed. <laughs> that, as, a, as a fever dream. Yeah. yeah, as a fever dream that Bridgerton season two, I was gonna have a lot of thoughts and feelings about it. Yeah. So I realized when doing my prep for this that I also had a lot of thoughts and feelings about season one. But before we get into that, perfect. should we acknowledge that we're drinking tea Oh yeah, we so? felt like, what better to appreciate um, Victorian England culture? <laughs> Um, Regency then, era culture. Yeah, Regency, that's the word. Um, with then tea, except yeah. this is like very American tea. style PJs here. Yeah. With booze, yeah. Correct. Yes. Which maybe they had in England. But I think that it tastes better this way. Yeah, like this is the only kind of tea that I like. So. Yeah, I don't it's like regular tea. I went to a high tea one time and I ordered um, champagne instead. <laughs> I said, actually, don't give me tea. I'll have another cup of champagne, thanks. You know who really enjoys tea? Ooh. Lady Whistle Down. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that was terrible. No, Anyways. that was a good transition. <laughs> okay, should we get right into it, Larissa? Yeah. The important thing to note about the show and its puppets was how it really kind of like I think modernized in a way the idea of like costume dramas or like period pieces which are oftentimes very like slow and like serious and are very conservative in their making to something that's like quicker fast paced more digestible yeah to well I think it's <laughs> put like it in the best way <laughs> it feels like uh, and I'm ripping this off from someone else, but they said it's basically like a modern day fan fiction set in like Regency era. Mm, but yeah. also, like, what's wrong with that? They made three yeah. after movies. And I like <laughs> Anything's possible. It's just, it's so like, uh, it's so like addictive. To, it's just so entertaining. Yeah. But like, what is there going on? It's just, I think it's like, it is like a fantasy world, but I think it's just like, it's so cheesy. It's really taking cheesiness. It really leans into yeah. the romance, dra like romance like, drama kind of. I think the show, like, I don't think the show, I, think the sh I don't want to say the show takes itself too seriously, but at the same time, like, it would be worse if they were kind of doing, like, winky wink jokes all the time, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it owns how cheesy it is. And it's like, I think it takes itself the right amount of seriously. It's the same, uh... I don't know if she's a producer or a creator or what. The same person who does Grey's Anatomy, though, and I feel like oh, that kind of shows to me because it definitely has, like, the cheesy, like, romantic aspects to it while also, like, kind of working for some reason. Like, in a way that, yeah. like, doesn't make you... Well, sometimes it makes you uncomfortable, but, like, in a way that, like, yeah. you actually want to watch it. It's <laughs> like, yeah, like, I, I enjoy the cringe. I think that comes up. Yeah. And I think, like, you're right, like, it is, like, a fan fiction. Yeah. Um, and 
Wait, I was gonna say something. Oh yeah, it it does feel like a fourteen-year-old kind of writing like a fan fiction, which I really appreciate because I it's very like they don't give a fuck how historically accurate it is. It's just like we like these vibes, so we're gonna go with this. They're fun for like plot. Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely, it's a good setting to have, like, the slow burn romances, too, because, like, they're not allowed to do anything yeah. other than get married, basically. Yeah. Like, they can't even kiss before they are married, so it's a perfect there's a lot of, like, that, like, tension-building stuff that they do, which is, like, big on the fan fiction slash romance genres. They really like that shit. I mean, I yeah, I think I think it's a setting as well that lends itself really well to that. Like, oh, they're so repressed, and it's a perfect breeding ground yeah. for hormones to just skyrocket. Yes. Um, yeah. Did you know that um, the children's names are all in alphabetical order? Like, they're yeah, all, I, didn't. I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, it helps I, me keep track of how old they are. I like. Um, I got really mad at like a video I watched because. They kept saying Daphne was the second oldest Bridgerton. I was like, "Bitch!" I thought so too. At the fucking names. And why did they tell me? Why did they not Daphne is the second oldest? Because it should have been Anthony Benedict. They should have gone alphabetically. Because men get married older than women. Like Daphne was uh, her coming. In, I think it was her coming out season or like whatever. And she, <laughs> guys, <laughs> it's actually a show about a lesbian Daphne. Um, no, it was her, like, season to, like, you know, be introduced to society and stuff like right. that. And, like, she's, like, I think 17 or something like that. And, like, that's, I guess, at that time when a woman would get married, probably even earlier. Um, I forgot. Whereas, like, men could be, like, 30-something and still be, like, single mm, yeah. and it wouldn't be, like, looked at as bad. But, like, Kate is 26 and in the book she's 21 or 22 or something. And like she's seen as like an old hag who's like we're not like an old hag. But, like, <laughs> she's seen as, she's seen as like, like like too, too old to really marry. Like it's yeah. totally difficult to marry her off because she's so old. Yeah. So like yeah. Meanwhile, Anthony's twenty eight and he's totally fine. It's like he's fine. He wants to like, get away. It's too small to get her married. The whole like historical inaccuracies leaves like enough up to interpretation. We can be like, oh well, like no, it's because they marry younger. Like whatever. But then, but like they don't address that. You just have to assume yeah. that that's the case. So it's like it's very much dependent on you have to fill the holes of what you understand Regency customs to be, which I think is fun. I don't know, which I think like helps you like. I think that's where people like maybe develop biases. Like sometimes it's like, oh, I can excuse this behavior because at the time it was like this, but it's like it's rarely I think canon in the show. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily ever excuse their behavior fully, though. <laughs> I'm still, like, that was fucked up. And also, like, for I a show that's, like, very, like, sort of, it talks, it basically, like, rewrites history to make it, like, racially inclusive and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it's certainly, like, I feel like if you're going to rewrite history, just, like, set it in, like, a fake world or something. Don't, like, rewrite one aspect yeah. of history. Yeah. I've heard, like, a few comments about that where it seems like, it's it's kind of like when like shitty two thousands shows you have to like overlook certain things that happen to like make the show or characters redeemable. Whereas like I think there's like that one scene where she explains I don't even remember their names, but she explains that oh. there is racial equality because the king fell in love with a black woman. Yeah, Lady Danbury's telling Simon about that. And then like that kind of destroys the whole like I was fine to accept that like, oh, this is just a different world where like 
I was also are, fine to accept that. And yeah. I also heard that, like, a white writer, like, wrote that whole thing. <laughs> it shows. I thought was really funny. It just, like, it made it worse. It just, I feel like they were trying to correct, like, be like, no, 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 we like, did our due diligence. Well, it's rooted in, like, history, kind of, because King, I think George it was, yeah. basically he married a woman who, like, supposedly had black descendants but she is still very white oh. and like someone i heard was like talking about how it kind of like makes king george look like a racial hero when in reality like he he was just adhered like, to like the slave trade and stuff like that so like he wasn't like a good this one's hot though. person well no he's a crazy old thing yes and then um yeah and then she sort of like but they also like oversimplify like the issue of like race by like or like racial yeah uh inequality by just saying like oh love conquers all yeah, like, what the fuck? And it's just like, it's not like that simple. I was like, trying no to, problem in the world is that simple. I was trying to read into it as much as I can, but I was like, no, this show doesn't take itself seriously enough where this is definitely what they intended. But like, it, I was like, oh, is it like a metaphor for like, love is always like a political transaction or like financial transaction? Is that what she means? No, I, it? Think, no, I think she's stupid. <laughs> I think they're just stupid. Like, yeah. my biggest problem with the show is that I genuinely think that like, the characters just randomly become stupid. Yeah, they really do. Um, they then, just they're they're plot devices a lot of the time. I think. Yeah, and it was like they're a weird not. scene just to basically tell us that Simon doesn't believe in love, and to sort of like quasi explain why there are black people in high society when like nobody was questioning. Yeah, it. <laughs> everyone was like. Meanwhile, they played chill. like a cover, violent cover of Taylor Swift in the background. Yeah, like, <laughs> I was like, okay, well. I wasn't really hung up on these details. I, I was not. I assumed it would be really historically inaccurate, and I assumed it was just like. Earth 2, alternate universe. Yeah. Which I was fine with, because, like, that's a fun way to do Earth it. <laughs> also, like, that they rewrote, like, like race, but, like, it's still a very sexist and homophobic society. Like, that was, like, we'll something keep where it's, that. like, we'll keep that we part. We can't how that works. Um, yeah, like, yeah. And then they just, like, we don't really know how to do it. So that they can just tell eight like, very straight, like, love stories. But, like, which I do think is, like, fun as well. I was watching this, like, black youtuber talk about how she really enjoyed it because it was like a form of escapism where she could see someone that looks like her like depicted in media without having to worry about like hate crimes becoming a plot point or like yeah slavery like you know what i mean like it was very like removed and then yeah in the books they're well i guess they don't really change their characters that much for the books in the books they're all white and they make a lot of comments racist comments for Oh, okay. So it's different. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, in the books, well, the author is I like a really bad writer, is what I. <laughs> so I've only you read, read one of them, right? I've read book four. Because I'm a big Penn and Colin fan. <laughs> um, spoiler alert! I don't know that was gonna happen. Um, but also, I like watched this guy like review book one, and he was talking about just how shitty of a writer the woman is, and I was like. Yeah, I mean, in the book I read, Colin's only personality trait is that he's always hungry, so, like, she clearly is not very good at, like, very depth, like, but, like, um, yeah, yeah, and, like, he was, like, saying how even, like, the book's, like, there's so much worse, like, That's how I even, like, the, like, this one's the hard even, one. like, the, like, sexual assault scene between, like, Daphne and Simon in season one, oh my god, it's premeditated and, like, so much fucking worse, I, yeah, I and then he that. just, like, forgives her almost immediately, because she, like, gaslights him and is, like, no, it's your fault. She does it in the show where she gaslights him for a long time and then it's like, I'll fix you. She's <laughs> she she has more to, time. It takes her it. a little bit more time to get him to realize that it's his fault. Um, should we move along to uh, we can do 
tropes is what I have. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Slash tropes slash types of romances, which I basically just have one, which is a love hate relationship. Yeah, it has basically the main. Which is the only thing that they can write. <laughs> and like to be fair, the setting and like stuff like that. And I wrote this a little bit earlier, but the setting doesn't like allow for a conflict past a love hate relationship. Yeah, it's very like. I think it, it it's it uses kind of like this you, you're forced to get married as like a crutch for like this yeah. is your relationship conflict. Yeah, and all the relationships are just inherently toxic, which is fun. Yeah, they're like they're like oh it shows how much you guys love each other by the amount that you fucking argue and seem to see that the side of each other. Yeah, it's like are those like commonly mistakable feelings? Because I feel like um God. yeah I feel well, like. I guess everyone lo- likes a love-hate relationship. I think it was fun once. <laughs> but I, yeah, I do think like it would be fun to see like a different way of getting together. I think that like season two's main couple is like similar to season one's in a lot of way, but more annoying. They're more annoying. They're, I think they're more interesting. Yeah, I think I, season two it, was entertain- more interesting more. than season one. Um, I think I think season one. I don't think it needed to be. I didn't. I well, I think a lot of people. Like, there is not a ton of chemistry between Simon and Daphne. And I think it would have maybe served better as, like, more of, like, a, not necessarily a friend's lover, but, like, a, if she was, like, oh, his best friend's kid's sister and, like, didn't really take her that seriously kind of thing. Because she was kind of naive and that could have been, yeah. like, a conflict. Well, I think in some ways they were a friends to lovers, I guess. Because, okay. like, they did, like, they started, like, they did the fake dating trope. That's true. I do, like, I do like that trope. I do like that trope. <laughs> That's a good trope. I know trope. it's like incredibly weird. And Some of the tropes are fun. I do like it. Um, but no, they do that, and I feel like they get to know each other and realize that they like each other. Then the only reason that they don't get together is because the other one each thinks they hate each other, and also Simon refuses to get married and have kids. Simon's such a whiny bitch. Yeah. Probably not. Like, apparently in the book, his character is a little bit more like flushed out and like deep at least. Like, it's like, oh, he, like, he has, like, a stutter from, like, his childhood from, like, his abusive father and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, well, you kind of, like, understand him a little bit better. It's still not like, great, but, like. He's just, like, he's hot, and that's kind of it. It does feel like it's that. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, wow. I mean, I think just the enemies to lovers and, like, the relationships depicted in the show I have such a problem with. Because they take toxic relationships to a whole new level. Like when we were talking about earlier, Daphne literally sexually assaulting the yeah. dude. And then it just being like fine and then her getting everything she wants. The show it. like thinks that that's okay. Like she the show says, never addresses that as a problem. Okay. They're like, oh no, well, like he kind of like, deserved it. And it's like, what the I fuck? think that would be a perfect time to talk about consent and like the dangers of people not yeah. being informed about shit. Because I thought that was like the premise of it, right? It was like she's so naive like she doesn't even know what sex is like yeah she has no idea and then i think that that could have been like a really yeah you're right that would be a really good it, avenue to explore that it's like oh this is the dangers of not being informed it's like, about like it's like she's so uninformed that she thought it was okay and she still thinks she's in the right and i think it would have been a great opportunity for <laughs> basically the duke to mansplain maybe like my like, mom could have taken some responsibility too. like i should have explained what sex is to yeah, you before literally said, the night of your wedding she just said have fun like basically yeah, she what did. it felt like. It was like she didn't want to have the talk, so she just didn't. And then she left Simon to like have the talk with Daphne. Which basically, is which is awkward. Up. Imagine like also like like she's lucky that Simon is like 
a nice guy <laughs> that wouldn't assault her. Like, yeah, a less decent right. guy could have easily taken advantage of, like, oh, yeah. like, sex is just something that you do for me whenever I want, however I ask. And she would have been like, oh, I guess this is... The only thing I would say that redeems, or that, like, not redeems Daphne, but, like, makes me think that Simon, like, was kind of fucked up, but she does, like, I think she says, like, I I thought you couldn't have children, not that you wouldn't, and he's like, I didn't realize you didn't know how children are made. I'm like, Simon, literally, yeah, like, a week ago, you had to tell her how to masturbate. Like, what do you mean you don't know what, how children are made? He's, I think they're both kind of awful. Yeah, they're like, stupid. I, uh, again, stupid. Yeah, they're um, both stupid. Um, but well, yeah, I think that's well <laughs> I think it would have been cool also if they talked about, like, oh, maybe we should, like, tell our kids what sex are so that. Um, what yeah. sense, so that they okay. don't do the same thing. I think as well, making that choice with like Daphne not understanding, like I thought that worked for season one. It was like, oh, she doesn't know how sex is, and that's kind of like also mentioned when um, Penn's cousin is saying with them, and they don't know how she got pregnant without being married. Yeah, and then they kind of do that. But then season two, like everyone knows what sex is. Like, did Daphne no. just out what it is to everyone? What are you talking about? I feel like I feel like in talk. season two they just don't talk about it as much. Because but like also, like Kate knows what sex is. Edwina seems like it's never brought up as like a plot point. They don't know well, what sex is. Penn and Eloise—they don't know what sex is. Straight up, there's a scene where Penn says, where Penn is gossiping with Eloise, and Penn says, apparently these two were in the closet for twenty minutes. What they were doing in there, I have no idea. Oh, I thought she I was know, making a joke. I have no fucking clue. What oh, so I really like. have no idea. Yeah. Why, did, why does Kate Why does Kate and Louise know? Kate's on a virgin. Well, they're... Or Edwina, yeah. Well, I guess they're um, from, like, India, maybe, like, their mom uh, talked about it with them a little bit more. But also, I just thought, I one thing I thought would be interesting for Kate as a character is if she was, like, a slightly more sexually empowered character. Like, she, like, was overtly, like, not a virgin. And, like, Antony had to, like sort of make reconciliation uh, with the fact that like um he can like love her and be with her even though she's not technically uh, like respectable yeah yeah like quote unquote respectable but like i think that would have been a really fun little like thing for them because he was but all the women they go around with i guess they're not like noble women it just seems like such like a stark the only like any of like the women this society who are women in high society who aren't married don't know and then like all of like like the art the girl at the art school knows what like is having size. The, yeah. Well some of them are, are around. Do no, they not no. realize like what it means for them? Like because Eloise is concerned about being caught alone with Theo. Does she does she not understand like why well, that's a concern? Women aren't allowed to be But she just takes that like face value then I guess it's like, like Yeah, yeah like, I assume they know what like a kiss is. But like okay. I don't even know anything beyond that. Interesting. That's fucked. They like I think they know that like something they goes on, but they don't, they don't know anything. And then yeah, I also thought Anthony and Kate, Anthony and Kate were a very overly toxic couple. I hated that. I thought they were both too stubborn and other to like really like be able to work. Like I don't believe that like in reality they would have been so happy. I think they would have had a lot of fights and a lot of angry sex well it's not like that thing that was explaining why it worked is because like they can't be happy unless they're being challenged and i guess they quote unquote challenge each other 
That sounds toxic as fuck. Um, I like to always have a problem in drama to handle. What? Yeah, I'm like, oh, I'll, like I like excitement, but I don't need to like constantly be fighting with my partner. It's such like a, it, like that's not typically how love hate arcs are resolved. Like usually it's like you, you hate each other, but then you learn like likable qualities of each other. And then you have to be like, like a moment of like understanding with each other. And then you come to like not hate them. Yeah. It's not like no the we most, thrive off of this like mutual hate and like argument the most like understanding you got is when like I think she gets stung by the bee and like he she's like, Oh your dad died and Yeah and he freaks out and like he talks about how his dad died and then like also in the book it was really funny because his reaction to her getting stung by the bee is he tries to suck the venom out of her oh, chest. Yeah. Someone catches them and then they get married. Blood they're like forced to get and also apparently in the book edwina was not really a main love interest like she thought anthony was like entertaining and funny but like she wasn't like so oh, she's like into him oh okay okay um but yeah i that think makes them a little more redeemable i think yeah i think they definitely in the like enemies to lovers thing i don't think the author fully understands like is, has the author ever been in a healthy relationship follow up because i feel like i know the author was like 14 so if she had been in any relationship but especially a healthy relationship she might at least acknowledge that some of the like shit she's writing is crazy is it is the pen and column one also or is it more of like a it's like i guess friends to lovers but like also like pets has some pretty toxic shit like she's like oh, he's, he's so angry at me he, he couldn't possibly be this angry at me because you only get this angry if you love someone. Oh my god. She's like, oh my react god. To this way. And it's like, oh, okay. I mean, I can be well, really pissed at someone and also not love them <laughs> at all. I can hate people just fine. I can hate them without <laughs> being in love with them. That's actually something. You know how, like, sometimes you hate people. But, like, yeah, so they don't have some toxic shit. And also, Colin is just at the end when they finally get together, super horny. Like, he's like, we have to get married faster and just lies and says they've had sex because then he like ropes her like two two chapters later because he's like we should have sex right now and he's like this is gonna hurt a little bit bitch the shows feel so much different because they end in a pretty like where like they're not getting along at the end of the season like he's like drunk and he she overhears him say like oh and like friends say like are you courting eloise and she's he's like i would never on your life do that which is how the book it. starts or yeah, Penn, are you courting Penn? He's like, oh, oh like, I thought it was because he was told by Eloise that oh. that's how the book for them starts too, which is why people are speculating that they're the next season and not Benedict, because um, the book for them starts with. I think it's will deciding if they have the guts to actually make Benedict gay. <laughs> the book for Penn and Colin starts with him saying to his brothers when they're talking, joking about how close he and Penn are, is he says like, oh, I would never want to marry her. And then Penn hears and they see her and she's like, it's fine, I'm not upset. Like, I don't want to marry you either. And then Anthony walks her home and apologizes for college and then like, five year time skip. Oh, okay, interesting. Then they like, sort of like get back together. Also though, in the book, basically they only start dating because Penn gets skinny. Oh, I heard about that too. And they just describe her as like ugly and podgy the whole time. And I think that's kind of fucked because also I think that Nicola Compton is like a very pretty like actress and stuff like that. She's hotter than he is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I think um people have been saying that yeah, Penn and Paul is the next season and that the actress has not shown any indication of dropping any weight. So I think 
they are going to go forward with more um, body positive. I mean, why would she? Yeah. No, like in the book, Penelope loses all the weight after her first coming out season, which is the reason why she wants to like not come out that season. And she says, oh. trouble. I am too stoned, too heavy. Give me a year to like lose weight, basically. Oh, no, okay. but then everyone sees her as a fat girl, so they won't, which is kind of weird, but whatever. Guys, I feel like we're really different. <laughs> Bridging from enemies to lovers and tropes like that. Okay, yes. Enemies to lovers. Yeah, it's super toxic. I don't understand how they're just like, like, I don't think, it's not hate equals love. It has to be like, it has to be like, like, the point of it is that you, you go from hating someone to loving them. Like, there has to be that arc. It can't just be, like, yeah. no, we live off, like, hating them. One thing I would say about season one is at least, like, they show why Daphne and Simon, like, could work. Like, why they get along. Yeah. Everything like that. To them, it feels more like they have matching personalities and, like, opposing, like, views and values. Which is what creates a conflict. They're like, oh, like, you don't want to be, like, married with children. And, like, that's one of her, like... Well, priorities and that's where they it's a woman's only place in society basically so <laughs> yeah no and then yeah this I one mean, it's more like they have the same values and views but their personalities are what clash yeah i and think they, they both, never like get over that they both definitely have the same values in terms of like family and taking care of like um, they're both so, the eldest i think yeah and they both like understand i think the responsibility of being the oldest child and they both have like the shared trauma of losing their fathers and stuff, but like their personalities clash so much to the extent where it's like, I don't want to root for you. Like, I just don't. They never give them the moment where they actually like get along on something. They go from just like arguing, arguing to fucking, right? Like, basically, well, I guess like throughout the show, I saw, like, I heard someone say this basically, it's like they th- show throughout the season why. Anthony is really into Kate and why he would really like her, even though like I don't personally like her that much, but like why he would like her and why she's good for him. Right. But they never really show why Kate would be into Anthony. <laughs> and okay. like, his only like reason she's like he's hot. Is that he's super hot and also he's willing to um, marry her. <laughs> yeah, Jonathan Bailey is like a really good actor, I would say. And that's like all I can really say yeah. that's good about Anthony to be personally. These are my two Anthony comments on him as a character. Anthony is a strange. I okay. I also think I don't know if we're gonna talk about it here, but I think Kate's like disdain for Anthony is so unfounded because, and I was capable at this point, but to my <laughs> recollection, she hates him because it was one of their first night. Her and Edwina's first nights in town, and they were Edwina was meeting all their her suitors. Kate walks up to the courtyard. And overhears Anthony chatting with his friends, and they're like, "Oh, you like you're like the hottest bachelor in the season. All the girls, you can have any girl you want. Like, how are you gonna choose a wife?" And then he goes, "Well, I, I just have standards. Like, I'm not gonna fuck around. Like, I'm gonna pick the perfect wife. She's gonna be great with kids, a good head on her shoulder, um, something else. I don't he know. Wanted her to be really smart. Family values. He had to, she had to have childbearing hips. He said. Yeah. And <laughs> then uh, one of the guys like, joked like, "Oh, and like." huge tits right and then she was like oh, disgusting that you would like like compartmentalize women like treat them as objects like these were not like but like what the oh, fuck sorry his standards for was, his wife she was mad because he had no interest in finding love she was those mad. sound like nice qualities to have in a, he described you know I mean? it in a very like 
oh, I need a woman who's this, this, and this. And they but started she's... explaining how all the women who were in there were, like, really stupid and, like, none of them were up to it. And he basically said, if my children are going to be of good stock, um, my wife has to be of, like, the best. The best. And then, like, the guys were sort of saying, like, um, I don't know what they were saying. They were, like, not exactly. They were being trashier about it. They were teasing him about it and, like, sort of saying, like, oh, well, you got your side said hi and, like, blah, blah, blah. It didn't seem like he was making, like, unreasonable statements. Like, if I, like one of my girlfriends asked me, oh, what do you look for in a guy? I'd probably say some shit, like, oh, I'd like for him to have a job. I want him to be, like, responsible. But I want him to, like, her be kind. I think her biggest problem was that, like, he has no interest in being in love with the woman who he she, marries. And she wants her sister to find a love match and i think she should have basically just said to her sister like hey this is what this guy said i thought it was kind of disgusting like yeah she can do better well, instead of treating her sister like a literal baby and also <laughs> like a lady, baby <laughs> danbury literally says this is what most men want in a wife your sister should feel honored that she's like you know being picked by him kind of thing. and like but the thing is, is like kate doesn't not have that like she's being really hypocritical like she's also there to find Edwina, the perfect love match. Otherwise, she would just let her marry Anthony. Like, she's also being really critical of all these men. And she's also here to make, like, a financial transaction of some point through marriage. Yeah, I think Kate acts very hypocritically, but I do think, like, to be fair... Like, she doesn't know this guy. She just, like, overheard a random conversation. If I overheard that conversation that Anthony had, I would not want my sister to marry him either. I'd be like, he sounds like a douche. I wouldn't want to marry any of those guys. I don't know. I don't think he sounded that... To me, at least, it came across... Well, you were in a fever dream. <laughs> okay. Um, that bugged me for the entire season, so glad we cleared that up. Shall we move on to our character deep dives? Yeah. Are we starting off with um, the the siblings, the Bridgerton siblings? Daff Daff and Ant? Yeah. Good old Daff Daff. <laughs> I think it's like... <laughs> Anthony is like, Tony, what are you doing? Like, he's just like... Hey, very like for like a first world society they have the most first world problems i think yes all the bridgertons are entitled and i actually talk about that more uh when i do my rant about olivies which i you said like in your other podcast i was like you bitch <laughs> i actually talk about that more in my Even other podcast so we could not discuss it don't now. watch this week it's just way. kind of repetitive um yeah go to at osler rebecca's podcast or rival podcast and you'll find it actually yeah. <laughs> 
no um yeah i think yeah daphne is is super naive and it kind of like becomes very annoying and boring yeah and i think anthony is like overly practical and like it kind of ruins his life also yeah and they both just have this like one flaw that like they need to get over but like for daphne the only way to get over it is basically just to like live and yeah (laughs) i'm like for anthony it's like oh you need to get over yourself yeah i think they do share like a sense of naiveness like i think anthony too like where he doesn't like he's so like i think he uses naiveness in a different way than like daphne does whereas like i definitely think like is just like naive and that's like a part of her upbringing i think anthony uses like playing kind of like the naive card as like a tool to get away with things like this but like i think like he is overly naive to the fact that he has feelings for Kate and plays into that a lot. I think, like, he puts the wool over his own eyes a little bit and tries to, like, be in denial. He's, like, yeah, harshly rejecting the fact that he has feelings for her because he's so afraid to, like, yeah. love anyone because of what it did to, like, his mother. Like, probably, like, sounds like the Bridgerton mom, like, as good as she was, she also had a lot of... Yeah, let's say fair parenting style. I would well, say... Well, like, he was the father, essentially, like, of the family. Yeah. Well... At, like, what, 18? When was that I day? think, like, she oh plays into... Like, the mom, definitely... And I get that she was, like, really heartbroken and, like, torn apart about her husband dying. But also you sort of just put everything on your eldest son to, like, be in charge, when in reality, you're still his mom and he's still a kid. And, like, you yeah. very much raised them to be, like... I feel like she raised them to be, like, those, like, kids who are, like, actually just enjoying their lives and, like, actually children. And so, like, yeah. when she all of a sudden, like, puts him in the position where he's supposed to be the man of the house and she's supposed to, like, like leave everything to him, I think it's, like, a really big change for him and I think she kind of like mm-hmm. she raised him to be like the kind of person who could look up to his mother and respect her and all those things and then she also just kind of like was like ah your dad's dead I'm kind of like not gonna deal with you right now and she's like oh yeah okay. it's hard to like separate what could be like like a social commentary like oh like well she's like the woman so she like she's not allowed to be in charge of the family she's not but, but at the same also, time it's like, like you can see that she's raised him to be to be looking up to her. Like, in yeah. that moment when his dad dies and, like, all that other stuff, like, he is very much looking to her to tell him what to do. And in later seasons, too, she doesn't seem like she's that, like, hands-off. They kind of portray her as very being nice. an authority figure. Like, they go to her for advice, and she does, like, have opinions on how her children are, like, yeah. behaving. Like, she, she like, allows them their freedom, but she's very, like, concerned about their well-being. And after, like... That follows well, I guess like they do only show like the following day, which was like exceptionally traumatic, but like Well they yeah, I mean they definitely show that like she wasn't really there for him. Yeah. That's never the the, the parents are never really 
they try, like they show the parents, but they only ever show them in like a positive light. Yeah. And then it's almost like, oh, Anthony's trauma was of his own making. But it's like, obviously not. Like, he was kind of still a child. Yeah. He didn't ask to be like, like, oh, it sucks that this happened to him. But it's like, ah, people could have intervened like a little bit. And also, like, the Bridgeton family aren't they like a very well respected Like, surely they would have like family, like, friends or like other relatives that would probably step in to like help. Like, I think that would just, I really had to suspend my disbelief for that one and it made me kind of like maybe not take his tragic backstory as seriously see i feel like they took it really seriously and i got really mad at his mom and i kind of like looked at it as like oh like family's not stepping in because they're thinking oh anthony's of age like why would he need help i yeah no i think i agree with you i think like the show doesn't see that point though yeah like, like i think you have to make that i like definitely made some assumptions like that i guess we just yeah which which makes sense yeah how we like looked at it i looked at it as like her mother basically abandoning her child and look i have not lost someone who i've not lost like a husband or anything like that like obviously i don't know what it's like and i don't want to like belittle her pain i think it's just that when you're a parent your what you're feeling and like what you want is what comes first and yeah, and I, so I think it's okay that they show those, like, first couple of days of her being, because also, I think, wasn't she, like, going into labor? She, oh, that was, like, a little bit after, but she okay. was, like, they showed her being depressed, and I get that, but I also think that, like, she had seven children and another one on the way who all really needed her. Yeah, like, it doesn't, they never really show her, like, stepping in after that fact, after that, like, initial, No, they never like, show her, like, finally, they like, never address. And that, she basically that's a relationship. Like, the race that her, his father existed. They're kind of like, yeah, they're in a phase where like renegotiating their like mother son relationship, but they just they don't show any of that. Yeah. Like it's just a stark skip, and so it's hard to understand like where, yeah, if this is like self imposed by like Anthony or if this is things like kind of beyond his control. So like I don't know how bad to feel for him. I guess. I think I feel bad for him, but I don't, doesn't mean I excuse his actions. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, the other thing that I had about Daphne and Anthony is that they're both, like, very selfish yes. as characters. And I ask myself the question, is that just the main character effect? Me, <laughs> but, like, I feel like Anthony isn't even the main character. I guess he is. He's the main but, character like, of season two. He's, like, a co But, yeah. But, like, they're both, like, I feel, like, very... So selfish selfish characters especially like the way they go about their relationships like Anthony really like leads on Edwina for so long because he like doesn't want to admit to himself that he's into Kate and like Daphne even like does that a little bit with like the prince where she like leads him on because she's like oh like the duke doesn't love me but it's like she's clearly in love with him it's not fair to like go after this other guy who's like not done anything and like she even like takes him away from like another girl who he's like into and like is really into him basically just to yeah fuck him over at the end so i think they both just act very selfishly and you forgive them because they're the main characters but in reality you shouldn't necessarily forgive yeah. them yeah <laughs> they don't like really ask forgiveness either i don't know they're like oh, they seem to just well, feel like was, oh it sucks that this happened i was like not i didn't do anything it just happened and like daphne as well i find like in her whole like ultimatum with simon she like very much like she gets like eight like she's so manic like she gets 
and I don't, I think that is like for Nayuna, like she doesn't realize how much she's gaslighting him and like fame. But like, doesn't she like ask him? She's like, oh, like we'll be married um, just as like a formality and we'll live like separate lives and like we'll basically just like not acknowledge each other. And then like the next scene, he's like, they passed you in the hallway and he's ignoring her. And she's like, what the fuck? Why are you ignoring me? Like, I don't understand. Like, I'm so in love with you. It's like, bitch, like you did this to yourself. Yeah. You're the one that like set. Which uh, is so frustrating for like a will they won't because it's like it, it's the only reason why they don't is because you're creating this like conflict that doesn't exist otherwise. I mean, like the whole point of will they won't they is that like they create a conflict because they or like the not the will they won't they but like the enemy lovers like they create right. a conflict a reason why they can't be together and then what they do like later impacts the fact that they still can't get together because of like the actions they've taken towards each other when they hated each other kind of thing okay so i guess like i get it for like conflict's sake but like also it's kind of annoying and she is it's just like i don't think either of them know what they want and yeah. can't figure that out yeah i think they're both Anthony and Daphne are also very like or they know what they want for their own sakes but they can never take like they can never factor in having other people in their lives as yeah i think they don't know what they want though also most of the time they think they know what they want and they actually don't and they basically are like i think it all goes back to the matriarch mrs bridgerton because she didn't raise her kids to be independent they all need to be told what they want yeah yeah they're all yeah okay Um, but sorry one more point on that is i do you think it's like so fucked up in season, I don't know why they, why did like Anthony in season one saw Daphne and Simon like kissing and was like, either I we're shooting each other right now or you're getting married, like he made this like crazy ultimatum of like like no one else saw them and he just like was like okay like, well I guess I'm this yeah. like a death wish like he was like, like we should well. duel now and then I will be like if I win I have to be like like. I have to go far off to a different land and like basically exile myself yeah. so I'm not gonna rest it. Like, and like it's so dramatic and then Daphne catches them. And she's like her brother just like kept that hush hush and then like you've defiled like, my sister's honor, shit. but like let's keep it a secret because I don't want it's my so... sister to not be able to like marry and stuff. And then yeah, when they like to marry he's like they like decide to go on a duel and Daphne's like, Do you fucking not? I'll marry him. It's so dramatic. It's so many. He's such a piece of shit. Like, it's just and then when Daphne's chance to return the favor, she she's like chill about. It. Like, yeah, that's probably how anyone should react. Yeah, like, insane. Like, she this was bad. The fact anyone could have like, walked in. She literally brings up the fact shit. that like he caught her in the exact same situation. He was like, no, I didn't actually kiss her, and she's like, okay, you were about to. Like, he basically was ready to ruin Daphne's life. Not just ruin his own like. like ruin her life they make a lot of he made a lot of like like i feel like they made him do a lot of crazy shit in the first season that they don't discuss or like talk about or like yeah fix really or like explain or anything like they don't ever like yeah it's almost like Like, they're too like it's almost like they're two separate like they're two movies like season one is movie one and season two is movie two and they're not related yeah. Except for that they have he the same like characters. Anthony feels like a different character. Yeah, Anthony is a different character, I feel like. It's Daphne is kind of annoying too, because I feel like, she, I feel like she's, she's a little bit on her high horse. Yeah. I also, like, just think that I don't need Daphne to continue being in the show, but I would be fine if Anthony and Kate stayed in the show. Even though I found their relationship arguably more annoying, I think as, like, side characters, I would be yeah. fine with them being around. Okay. 
Okay, should we move on to Penelope and Eloise? Yeah, we can do that. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? Okay, yeah. I think. Okay, here's why I think that Eloise is in the right, and it's difficult to say that. Because <laughs> I'm not a hundred percent But <laughs> I think what Penelope does is really fucked up. I just think that Penelope does warrant the reaction that she got from Eloise. I don't think Eloise can like indefinitely hold a grudge against her, but I think it is merited and can definitely deserves to be called out on her shit. Okay, yeah. I think that you're right that what Penelope does to Eloise is objectively bad. Yeah. But also, she was stuck between a rock and a hard place with Eloise. And like, it was either let the queen destroy Eloise and her family, or say something mildly bad about Eloise that, let's be honest, won't actually affect Eloise's life considering Eloise wants to grow up to be just like an old maid. Like she doesn't want to marry, she doesn't like care. She claims all the time that she's above high society and then she freaks out when her like honor and like her reputation is being questioned and it's like, oh, you're just like, you're like consistently a contradiction in the second season. And also I think that I said this, she goes back and forth so much, Eloise, between caring about who Lady Whistledown is and thinking Lady Whistledown is just some silly gossip column. And as far as I can tell, the only reason why she changes her opinion on Lady Whistledown at any given time is because the boy she likes cares. Like, the boy she likes says, "You're you're not, like, above it all. You're not a feminist because you, like, read a woman author who writes a gossip column, and so she gets into feminism. And then the boy she likes says, oh, I'll help you figure out who... Lady Whistledown is, and she's like, okay, yeah, and she's way back into, like, Lady Whistledown, and so into it. Yeah. Okay, I think you're right. Like, Eloise is definitely a fucked up person. Like, she, I think she is incredibly hypocritical. I think she, and like... entitled. Yeah. And just, She's like, really bratty a lot of the time. She's so annoying in the second season, especially. Like, she has all these, like, values and beliefs, and then the second that, like, the, the traditional life that she could potentially have gets like take taken away from her as an option for yeah. even just a moment. Yeah. She is upset and uh, like mad and like just like, like oh this oh, thing I like, said I've never wanted. Yeah. I actually want it now that you take this. She never wanted it. I feel like, like Elo- I didn't want to play with this toy but now you're playing. I think this, that so. Eloise if Eloise stays upset with Penn for more than like an episode or two in the next season, I I will consider her far more in the wrong than yeah. right now. And also I think that ultimately Penn did the best she could because she had to say something. Like, what was she going to say? Okay. Penn basically just said Eloise was seen with a man in the bad part of town. That's it. Nothing else in Lady Whistledown. And I know that's a lot for, like, that time. Yeah. But, like, that's it. That's all she said. Okay, I disagree because I think... Okay, in that moment, yeah, Penelope was caught in a rock and a hard place. But she put herself there. Like... She knew that Eloise was like on this mad hunt for Lady Whistledown, and she knew that the queen was seeking to blame the victim, and she knew that like this was going to cause drama, and like that she was kind of playing with fire at this point. Like Matt Penn, Penn is so dumb half the time. Like I'm sorry, she did not she's know. Dumb. Okay, she's I feel like, like she did not realize how big the hunt was for the queen, and Penn consistently tried to like warn Eloise about doing I just, this. She could have just told like, I just don't understand why she didn't tell Louise. It feels either she's, like, ashamed of it because she knows she's doing something wrong. Like, this is her best friend. Like, her one person she goes to with everything. 
she talk about everything with each other, all their secrets, and then the audacity to just publish okay, that. Okay, here's my other take, is that I think Eloise is a bad friend. Okay. I think that Eloise, okay, I wrote this down because I was concerned about it. <laughs> Eloise is a bad friend if the only reason she found out that Penn was Whistledown was because she spoke the way Whistledown did in one scene. Has Eloise <laughs> never fucking listened to Penn when she spoke or the words that she said? How little do you pay attention to Penn that you didn't notice the entire time you were friends that the way she spoke and her mannerisms were similar to Whistledown's and you only just now realized and following that in the books and if they follow this in, in the show Eloise continues to assume that Penn wants the same things that Eloise wants, that Penn doesn't want to get married, that Penn doesn't believe in, like, all the stuff that society tells her. Yeah. But in reality, Eloise gets presented with opportunity after opportunity of, like, guys that she could potentially be with, and she says, no, 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 I don't want that. And Penelope never gets, like, any opportunities yeah. because nobody wants her, which is really sad. And, like, Eloise just assumes it's because Penn doesn't want to get married and, like, is so shocked in, like, the later book when, like, Penn does marry someone because she's like, oh, like, I always thought you wanted to be old maid like me. And she's like, no, like, it's just that, like, I didn't have options. And by the way, also, being a Bridgerton means that she's not going to get the same amount of flack as, like, someone like Penn would get for a comment like that. Like, being a Bridgerton means that, like, she's going to bounce back. Yeah, she also is, like, she has, like, a family of, like, like, Penelope's circumstances with her family is she has to marry someone rich if she wants to have like a life for herself in the society. Whereas Eloise does have the luxury of not getting married and just hanging out with her family all the time. And like, yeah, she would be comfortable. Like Penelope, basically, like I think Lady Whistledown is like Penelope's only escape from like the cruel world that she's been put in. Like she very much like isn't like accepted in her society or by her parent or by her yeah family really very much. Um, she's consistently like like clearly overlooked by the guy that she's like in love with and very obviously her best friend only really cares about her when it's convenient for her to care about her so like I do think that Lady Whistledown is like this like solace and escape for Penelope and while she probably knows that it's not like great I think she likes having that like secret Agreed, but then I think it's on Penelope to recognize that Eloise is kind of fucked up and a bad friend and not, like, play that she has this friendship while keeping this, like, massive secret from her. Like, if she knows that Eloise is getting kind of obsessed with Lady Whistledown and if she is feeling, like, alienated in their friendship, like, I think that's on her to, like, take a step back and not be, like, in the middle of Eloise's conflict. I don't think Penelope necessarily realizes that... Uh, Eloise is like a bad friend. I think I think Eloise is a toxic and bad friend. I think yeah. Penelope realizes it, but I think Penelope like does feel rejected by the world. And I don't think like I think maybe she is a bad friend yeah. in that sense because I don't think she even thinks about telling Eloise. Like I think she very much thinks like this is my little secret. This is something I do, and I'm so proud of it. And even like in the book, like no one gives a fuck when they find out Penn is Eloise. I don't think anyone gives a or fuck. Or Penn is Eloise. <laughs> Like, I did not care. I thought it was, it's like Gossip Girls. Like I didn't. I care no, but like, this like in the book, like Penelope basically like Eloise finds out secondhand that Penelope is Lady Whistledown. When, oh, the and like so Colin is the one who finds out that Penn is Lady Whistledown, but then when Penn doesn't give it up, um, they just out her to society as Lady Whistledown. But everyone gets over it because she's a Bridgerton now. Oh, weird. And nobody gives a shit. And Eloise is like, "Why didn't you tell me?" I don't think anyone gives a shit. Well, I think it's. Like, I don't know, like, Eloise has been 
mainly what they talk about is Lady Whistledown's columns, and that's kind of fucked. Like, but I think that Penelope is excited that like Eloise likes what she's doing, but that doesn't mean that she necessarily is going to share it. They also. Honestly, if I were Ben, I wouldn't tell Eloise either. I can't trust that big mouth Bridgerton. I think I, I, yeah, Penelope is very naive, but I don't think that that, like, I think she's still, she can be naive and still do shitty things and should have done better. I, and now she's going to, I hope, I'm learn not, from that and have I'm a I'm not character. saying that, like, what she did to Eloise wasn't bad, and I'm not saying that yeah. the column itself isn't, like, kind of bad. But also, as a society... They rave that shit, and they want it, and they, like, fucking love Lady Whistledown. So you know what? Like, they're just as much to blame as she is for writing it. Like, she's just finding the the supply and demand, baby. Yeah, but, like... Like, she just... She, she, happens, happens, she like, spread her, like, friends... I also feel like that's taking away her friend's agency. Like, I think at that point, if she was going to try to, like, save Eloise by publishing that shit, like, that's the time where you would either come clean about it or let Eloise handle it on her own. Like, she's very much playing God in her life. I think that's fair. I also think, yeah, I just think that her being Lady Whistledown, I don't think is necessarily ultimately that bad, especially since, like, it's a thing of, like, like, the society is so gossipy and so, like, um, that way to the extent where, like, they're they're creating someone who's going to write about it. If it's not Penn, it's going to be someone else. Yeah. And, like, I think that... The fact that Penn is so, like, fly on the wall is why, like, nobody would ever, like, think she would do it. Yeah, they all look down on her. But, yeah. I think um, I think it's just, like, yeah, I agree that I think Penn is, like, a more sympathetic character. I just yeah. don't know if that, yeah. I, th- I think she is more sympathetic. I just think I'm more willing to forgive Penn than I necessarily yeah. would be to forgive Eloise for, like, the stuff she does. Because I don't think they'll address that shit. They won't address that. They'll be like, like, like they're she's bad friend. They're, they're perfect like that. They'll literally, in season three, what's going to happen is they're going to make Penn grovel and beg for Eloise's forgiveness. And then Eloise will yeah, finally forgive right. her and be like, oh, in reality, it's pretty cool that your lady whistled down or some shit like that. Then we're all going to be like, really? Really? And then she's going to fuck her brother. And then, yeah, probably she'll fuck Colin. As if also, like, Eloise never, like, wingmaned Penn a little bit to her brother. <laughs> no, Pel- Pel- Eloise is so, I think oblivious and she's really self-obsessed and self-obsessed i hate i think i hate her yeah i think she is kind of a terrible like, it's she terrible definitely... because like she is that character who could be really fun and like interesting because she is like the feminist sort of character of the yeah. show who, like doesn't adhere to like the things that um society wants her to adhere to and i think that that could be a really interesting character if they didn't make her just shit well, she's one of those, like, feminist characters where it's, like, I'm not, like, other girls and, like, kind of looks down on the women that do adhere to, like, these societal norms. Yeah. Like, she's she's as narrow-minded as... And, like, yeah, and, like, she doesn't... Like, like, she doesn't recognize her privilege in society at all and the fact that, like, she can. Like, there's a reason why she's being, like, criticized and shit on when she goes to the bad part of town and tries to act like it's a feminist. Like, yeah, like, they're like, what the fuck? Like, get out of here. You're I like, think the guy she meets there is like, it's really fair for him to be like, oh, yeah. like, you think you're so great, but you're not, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And like, I think her like getting more interested in the feminism and like stuff like that and going to like talks and whatever would be interesting from the perspective of like her just like getting more into that and like becoming more like a radical, like 
quote radical yeah. feminist of the time and like less so about and less so much about her plot line wanting to catch Lady Whistledown. And I didn't, also, I don't care about her catching Lady Whistledown. Yeah, I didn't care about that. I either. didn't really understand why she cares. Like, why did she think that was such like a feminist? Like, I also move? it was literally a gossip column. I don't really like. It was, I guess, kind of like shitting on high society. But that was, was like, very feminist. It was the first person. Who, I think it was like one of the first things that she like read that was like written by a woman. I guess. Like, make it her way and stuff. Ugh, I guess. And then, like, I don't know. Yeah. I think, though, what would have been interesting is, like, showing, like, as she continues to get more interested in, like, like feminism and stuff like that, she realizes how frivolous, like, how society is. Even if she is, like, outed by Lady Whistledown in the gossip column, she sort of is, like, um, more mad that her, like, family and stuff is, like, trying to force her into a box than, like, yeah that she was, like, outed by anyone. Like, I think it would have been, like, fun if she was, like, oh, like, I don't care. This isn't the life that I want kind of thing. And, like, her family was the ones who were, like, all really upset. Yeah, about yeah. I'm, like, it's like, yeah, like, her family doesn't even really care. It's, like, okay, you do you. And she's, like, yeah, like, I will. Because so, I'm, like, I'm a girl boss. I was, like, like, no feel, one's asking you to do anything. Yeah, I feel like her family is very much, like, oh, we shouldn't do that. Or, oh, we'll fix this problem. Like, it's, it's also very, like, like, I don't know, like, your whole family is like, like, if your mom is like, can you please attend this event for me? Like, our family's reputation, which is like, fucking money in this world, kind of depends on it. And then she's just, just so like, it's like the kid, like the teenager that the family posts, like, I don't want a photo, like, don't take a picture of me. Like, I don't, I don't want to be in it. It's like, just fucking do it, dude. Like, I don't know. You don't have to like, actually marry someone, but it's just, like, this is like a rite of passage that everyone in society needs to do for like, the security of our position in society. Can you just like not put up a fight every time we try to put you in a dress? Yeah. Also, like, yes, her what family is pressuring her to get married, but all she has to do is not accept any proposals. Like, basically, no one in her family is like saying, they, "Yeah, you will say yes to this man." They're not going to do it. Like, they basically will just like allow her to keep going, but they're like, "Oh." I feel like all they do is they sort of say, oh, Eloise, like, one day you'll fall in love or some shit like that. Yeah, I, yeah, that's I don't, it's not, like, they're, like, it's not like Penn's parents were, really like, or her mom where she's, like, you have to get married for, like, her yeah. families. And they're very, like, no, like, you're just going to fall in well, love. Like, the way of telling her is, like, sad, no, you will fall in love. Sad because Penn's mom is, like, well, Penn will never get married, but the other daughters. Yeah. Well, yeah, but anyways, my conclusion is that, Guess what Penn did was bad, but also Eloise is so selfish and annoying and conceited. Yeah. That's that fair. I don't forgive her as much as I would forgive her. She's a much more hateable character than Penn. I think what would be interesting though is like in season three is if like they do have like like if they don't reconcile and they do have like a falling out. Like yeah, and then it is very much like Penn like kind of seeks out to like take down. Eloise a little bit, and then call, calls her out on like a lot of her bullshit. I think that would be a fun way. It would be interesting that Eloise actually has to like deal with like, oh, this shit like does kind of matter. The world. I think it would be interesting if Penn like called Eloise out more. I think Penn is very passive a lot of the time, and as a character, I would enjoy her storyline a little bit more if she learned to like grow up and stand up for herself. Yeah, because okay. I think one of her biggest things is that she doesn't stand up for herself enough. I think she is an interesting character, yeah. And I agree that I think the show is gonna do something with Penn. Like they recognize what 
what work used to be. Like, they recognize that she's going through character arc, whereas Eloise, I think they think that she's, like, kind of a golden yeah. child. Like, they're their fun character that they don't need to do anything. My other them. thing is that I think season three, if it is about Penn and Colin, and I'm pretty sure it will be, I think it'll be very different from the book. Okay. Because the book, like, Penn's super old. Penn is super old, like, for high society and stuff. And, like... Like an old lady or, like, 25? Okay. <laughs> it's not actually that old. Like, and, like, um, there's, like, a lot of other shit going on. And it's, like, there's so much time jumping in the book that I think the show is going to be different. But I also think the show is going to, like, potentially give Penn some, like, other love interests to make Colin recognize her. Children screaming. Yeah. I feel like the show will do some sort of, like, love triangle shit with them. But on okay. Penn's side and not on Colin's side. That'd be interesting, I think. Because well, I least, do think she needs I something would, in between. Yeah, I would hope so. Because I think she needs, like, that sort of, like, recognition that, like, she's... Yeah. Like, I think she needs someone who is going to recognize that she's special and also someone to push Colin to, like, maybe make that same thing. Which sounds really, like, bad, but... Really sad. I don't like that. No, I, I yeah. So it's how these shows work. Neither of them deserve each other at this point. But I think they need, could. Yeah. They I think also so like currently Colin to me is a relatively bland character, yeah, other than like he's kind of like himbo vibes. But like other than that, he's pretty, yeah. But then he was like a douche. He like, like also can be kind of a douche, but like he that also shoehorned. That didn't seem within character. It, I thought he would thing, be. It's like it didn't seem within character. But like it I would have been better if he would said it more nicely. Oh no, like I just see her as a friend. And yeah. not like if shit he, on her. Like he I would never like, oh, No, Penn is like a sister. Like, I think that would have been enough for her to feel been, rejected. That would have been fine. Like, like she oh, thought they were they were And also I think I think like the writer or something, like I or I was reading something that was like, Oh, I think you can kind of attribute that to like he had a lot to drink and um he was feeling social pressure from his friends and I was like, that's not really in character for him. Yeah. And I don't think they're going to address it. That's I think you feel social. He's going to marry a pregnant woman. Yeah. I think I don't think they, they would address it. They're going to address it in the third season. I think they're just going to, like, forget about and it. And that's what made him kind of, like, an interesting character to me. It was that he was, like, the one that didn't seem to really care. Yeah. Like, he was more realistic than the other ones. He was really easygoing. He's like, yeah, like, I'll do this. Seems chill. It seems like a nice thing to do. What a terrible sister. Kate is. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Kate doesn't I think Kate doesn't realize that hiding her feelings for Antony like from Edwina is ultimately what's gonna hurt her the most. Like well, she, you, like you said, she treats it like a baby. Yeah, she treats Edwina <laughs> like a baby, but like Kate doesn't necessarily notice that like how is Edwina gonna feel when she finds out like what if Edwina had found out after they got married that Kate was in love with Antony? Even if Antony didn't have any feelings for Kate back, that yeah. her sister was in love with this man and she didn't say anything. When realistically, Edwina probably could have at least, like, I don't know. I feel like Edwina wasn't that in love with him. For someone so concerned with, like, the morality okay. of, I don't even know what I'm trying to say, with the type of guy that Edwina is going to, I'm just going to start that again. Okay, I think for Kate being so concerned with the type of man that Edwina's gonna end up with. She wants to be someone that like is married for love and like cares for her and like is successful and like is gonna provide for her a good life. For her to just be like fine with her sister marrying a guy that's in love with another woman that she like knows is in love with another woman and clearly isn't in love with her sister and it's just like like how is that enough for her? 
Like, oh, well, Andrina's in love with this absolute shitbag, which is the reason why she wasn't okay with it at the start. And now at the end, it's like, no, you have to go through with it. Well, even if, like, Kate didn't necessarily know that Anthony was in love with her, which, like, let's suspend our disbelief okay. about that. Um, he still did some questionable things with Kate that I think if she had told Edwina about it, Edwina would have been like, oh, I'm not sure I want to marry this person who, like, almost kissed you and, like, literally had his hands on your boobs. <laughs> and that would have been, like, she should have been saying that when she was trying to tell him up. Like, yeah, hey, like, he's, like, being really funny. He's been hitting on me. Yeah. And Edwina no, probably was like, oh, I don't self-serving. But, okay. I also think, like, on the flip side, yeah. Edwina is stupid. Edwina plays this line of, like, fully understanding that all Anthony wants is a Viscountess and, like, yeah. a wife, like, a perfect wife and, like, a, a perfect mother and all that stuff. And, like, that it's not really a marriage of love, but rather a marriage of duty. And she even talks about how, like, she's so excited to be about Viscountess and how he's, like, this, like, noble rich man who's, like, kind to her and, like, they get yeah. along well enough, which is fine for her. But then she is, like, I want to marry for love. Like, you don't love me? And it's, like, What? He's the entire time been pretty clear about the fact that he wants, um, like, a marriage. He wants to marry you because you're the diamond and, like, you are, you exceed his expectations of what a wife should be and what a mother should be and not because he's in love with you and he's never said he loves you or that he's in love with you in any way. And she just, like, assumes that, like, he has these sort of, like, deep feelings for her when like he never expresses them but then yeah. also she seems to understand that it's just like an economic arrangement and then also really like plays a line between if she has actual feelings for him or if it's just because she likes what he can offer her i think that's really fair like play like, as well she she doesn't like all my understanding of that edwina is trying to marry for love comes from hate whereas I don't know if Edwina prioritizes that as much as Kate does for her. But then randomly at the end, Edwina's like, no, I want to marry Philip on the wedding day. Is so. she? Oh, well, she just want to marry him. But at, at the end, end the the queen is to Ed, like to Edwina, like, oh, well, I have a nephew that you'd probably like to marry. She's like, okay. Like, well, oh, I have a yes. sister line. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yes, <laughs> no, like, and I think and she's like, like yeah, part of it is bad writing. Yeah, okay. But like, because I don't, like, I think the actress did a good job at, like, portraying what she was handed. Oh, I love Adina, yeah. Yeah. Like, she's so but, um, I think that, like, no, like, she gets upset on the wedding day because she says, but you don't love me. And it's like, yeah, but he never said he loved you and never gave any indication. Yeah. Beyond just, like, I guess he proposed and, like, he did some, like, he did some nice things to, like, win you over. But, yeah. So, I just think, all in all, Edwina was also kind of stupid. But yeah. I still like her as a character, and I think that she was, like, very sweet. I think, like, if she had been less naive and a little bit more smart, she would have been, like, a very fun character to, like, continue watching. I think so. I don't know. I feel like most of her – it doesn't ever feel like she's particularly – like, I think most of her sentiments towards betrayal are towards Kate. Like, I think she – Kate's the one that really broke her heart. Yeah, Kate's like, the one that broke her heart, but, like, what hurt her about, like, like yeah. she did sort of, like, Anthony say to Anthony that she wanted, like, him to love her, and it's like, okay, but also all your discussions have been super surface level, just, like, about books you like and stuff, and then further, all of your discussions about what it would mean to be married, he 
he's like, I'll probably be away a lot. Like, you'll have to take care of our children. She's chill with that. She's like, yeah, that's fine. Like, she was all chill with, like, everything that he wanted. So, like, I don't understand where the confusion was for her. Like, I think what would hurt me if I was her and I knew I was going into a marriage that wasn't for love is that I found out (laughs) that he was in love with my sister and my sister was in love with her. So I'd be like, oh, I don't want to marry you if, like, you're in love with my sister. It is weird that she phrased it as, like, you're not in love with me, whereas that's clearly, like, second to the main issue here being like that he's, like, like, having an affair I would say, like, reason. how do you feel about my sister? Like, what are your feelings towards her? I deal with the, like, my sister is fucking my fiancé thing before I would deal with, like, the fi- my like, fiancé. My own fiancé. Like, my, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my relationship didn't work out. Okay. Um, okay, I was going to go on a rant. I, it <coughs> fucking made me hate Kate. Let's do it. <laughs> Go ahead. Go on your end. Start um, I hated it. How many, like, fuming every time? So I really like Adina. I think she was just, like, really sweet. Didn't really do anything wrong. Made me a bit too trusting. Um, how she... Kate would chaperone dates with Anthony and, and Duina and would just, like, straight up fucking pick me girl her way into every conversation. Like, like they, I don't think him and Edwina had a conversation on their own for their entire, like, like, like one or two. Maybe. Yeah, she like it was like a couple for most of it, and she would like not let her sister like have one conversation with the guy. So it for me, it's really hard to be like, oh, like this really crept up on Kate that she just thought it was hate, and like, and, like she was obviously going out of her way to feel like intervene and like sabotage their dates and like get her two cents in and get like make sure it was almost like they were on a date the entire time and mm-hmm. i thought that behavior was like so shitty it was like what the fuck yeah like it really Fair. no me, i i yeah. think that kate was very shitty i think kate was just like she was in like a like prison of her own making with like her things her feelings for anthony like yeah. she could have like stopped it or like maybe like let even Anthony and Edwina's relationship just run its course so I feel like yeah. it probably would have if she had done nothing. if she had done like <laughs> if she had like not intervened maybe like things would have been different but she was just like continued to like yeah. build herself like this cage that was just like I can't do anything I'm gonna break Mrs. Her's heart and I'm like yeah but you like did this to yourself she could also like take active steps to like distance herself from Anthony like yeah at a certain point she either sabotaging it because she's in love with him or she's sabotaging it because she hates him yeah and it's like I, is that going to stay in your way of your sister's happiness no you, you should you just don't care yeah like you just really don't care and you want what you want but like people really like Anthony and Kate though like people love them like they're both hot at it yeah I think, both, I think like it's fine think that they, they ended up together I think they should have done a lot more repentance for... I think they have like a lot of chemistry the characters I was watching this, like, video essay where they were talking about Antony and Kate, and I got bored after, like, five minutes. But the first part was talking about the first scene of Antony and Kate, and I realized that's the only scene between them that I actually, like, genuinely enjoyed and thought, oh, they'll be, like, a cute little enemies-to-lovers relationship, and then the rest of the season happened. Yeah. Like, their first yeah. scene, I was like, oh, this is so cute. This could be really fun. Like, it's a little, like, teasing, like, fun. And then I watched the rest of the season, and I was like, are you fucking with me? It just makes them so people don't like cheat. I don't want to say people are things, but I don't know. Don't like cheaters. Okay. Back to uh, the finale comparison of season one and season two of Bridgerton. I was gonna start by saying that I think this season did 
as in the second season did a lot more with the the world and the characters than season one did. I think in comparison, season one is like looks quite like boring. Yeah. Um. So I think now they like really like stretching away where there's a lot of momentum. There's a lot like that's left unresolved, which is probably just because they knew they're doing another season. But um, I do think that. Are you arguing season two? And am I also arguing season two? Are you arguing season two? Am I so sorry? No, yeah, I'm arguing season two. <laughs> well, I don't know. Okay. Season two. I think season two is just better. Should we just discuss the season I thought, two? Sorry, I thought you were doing season one. Um, to be fair, I didn't write it down. That's fine. Then, I don't know if there's like a ton to say. Like, season one finale was just. I thought and, we were uh, Daphne and Simon had a baby. And I think that, like, season one was good because it was, I'll just argue, but <laughs> we like, can just, like, we don't have to go, we can just, okay, yeah, we can just do yeah. a thing. I think um, for season one, it was good for, like, a traditional love story to introduce you to the world of Bridgerton. But season two's finale was, like, a lot more going on. The Kay and Anthony love story was wrapped up. Portia also kind of, like, like Miss Featherington redeemed herself, I think, a lot in the finale yeah. by, like, Turning I down this guy, that I thought she was gonna run yeah. away with him because she'd be like, "Oh, I'd have money, and I have this guy who like is like young." Honestly, it was a sweet deal. I might have taken it. <laughs> like, her like, kids kind of suck. Her, her character, I was surprised, but I feel like she really like showed that like she's not a bad person. She's just like, well, she can be a bad person, but like she cares about her family, and like there's something there that like she does to like love her kids and stuff, even if she's like mean to their kids sometimes. You know what I mean? Um, so I thought that was really good, and then I thought like the cliffhanger of like Penn and Eloise and everything like that yeah. was definitely like a fun way to end it. Where like they know they're getting another season, so like they may as well have a little bit of fun with it and like go crazy. Yeah, I agree. I think um, I think maybe in season one I preferred the end of the characters' arcs. I think it was like more like Daphne and Simon versus like Kate and Anthony. I think Daphne and Simon. I think had that, a more like clear resolve. Yeah. I think what I found annoying about them is that I didn't think I needed to see that much of their married life. Yeah. And I kind of think it could have been resolved like faster if we sort of saw like within the first like episode or two episodes of them being married, like Daphne and Simon talking about like kids and Daphne sort of understanding where he's coming from and then just like stopping it or like just like them agreeing that they want kids or like Daphne actually yeah, they like, getting pregnant happen. or some shit like that instead of like all the other shit like by the way the club I think it's not <laughs> yeah so, it's like, like now that we've decided to have children we're having children like it's like oh she that's just, the universe. like what? I feel like if she just found out she was pregnant or something it would have been like another way to wrap it up. That would have been nice if she wouldn't have had to like barb her yeah, like, <laughs> She could have just, she, and that would have made sense. I would like, yeah, like, that's probably gonna happen. And then yeah, they did the setup for season three with Penn and Colin, but also like not confirming it, just kind of setting it up as a potential. Yeah, well I think you were right in saying that they're probably gonna start condensing, yeah. or like have two of the children Pursuing. Yeah, I think they'll probably like. I think they should. Yeah, I don't think it's a safe, sustainable to do one per season. I think they should start doing 
like two characters a season or even just like sort of starting to introduce one character's love interest earlier in the season maybe like their love interest arc goes longer than the one season but they start to introduce it a little bit more okay. you know what i mean yeah yeah they yeah because um, they do need i think the the one plot <coughs> line of like the one relationship forming isn't enough yeah i think it's season. like it's, it's good when it comes to books because you can do a lot of playing around with like timelines and stuff like that yeah yeah and it's good when it comes to like the first season of a show keep it simple and like even the second season like slowly introduce more plot lines but still keep it relatively simple i think once you become a show that like is continuing to get attention and stuff like that you have to start not like comp overly complicating your your uh no plot lines but just like adding more to it like people aren't going to watch the same thing over and over yeah like already with season two there was so much more to it than just a love story yeah it was really like faster paced more like like higher stakes it was faster paced but still had that thing of season one where it was too slow at times (laughs) yeah (laughs) how do you have this much going on you do this um Um, but i was gonna say as well that i think what's interesting about season two is how much more they go into like the backstories of characters yes like i guess they did that a bit with simon Daphne, I don't one, think but it was had much of a backstory. Yeah, she was just like I was. A, she was like, I was bored, and now I'm here. She was this. <laughs> I feel like Daphne is the epitome of like what the Regency era diamond is supposed to be in a lot of ways, where it's like she's sweet and she's naive yeah. and she has, she loves her family, but she wants to get married and have children and all those things. Like she wants all the things that she's supposed to want, and she's beautiful and she cares about things and she's smart and like. She's got all the things that she's supposed to have. Yes. Which I think is like a good way to introduce the era and the show to us. And then you give her like a little twist, like she does want to marry for love and yeah. she and Simon have their little what you do, but I think it'd be fun going forward if they did more with like the world building, like if they had some other kind of quirky stuff going on. And also in season three, I would like them to bring back more of the sex. Yeah, there was no sex in this one. Someone was, was like, oh, like explaining that like the lack of sex is what made this season so intense, and I was like, yeah. no, thank you, more of the sex, please. Look, man, well, we all know we're not watching Bridgerton shows <laughs> for the plotline. You're right, like the, the first season as well. I feel like it, the kind of like its almost gimmick was that it was like reminiscent of like period pieces. But then it was like, but like. But then also, the, like, they had such explicit sex yeah, scenes for they the had last, like, like, four episodes. Pop music and explicit sex. Like, the things that you, like, want in, like, a fan fiction. Yeah. I think in season three, what? I would enjoy it if, like, they at least, like, like, I guess they're not doing that same relationship. So hopefully they can at least bring back, like, some. Doesn't even have to be, like, necessarily, like, a sex scene, but just some, like, actual, like, physical intimacy. Yeah. I feel like a lot of it was, like, longing looks and stuff and i was like okay like yeah, i get like, that for this story but like can we like not even in like benedict's plot line where he was like just banging the whole time yeah didn't show, didn't show it just like, hey. i feel like that's the other thing is if they wanted to set up benedict for season three they had to like get us more into his and like i do he didn't people. do anything right he yeah. just like did shrooms just did and painted and bang and that was it like well, what i don't understand what the, his arc was I, that's the thing is like, okay, and I know people really like Benedict and that's fine. I think he's like oh, a yeah, bad character right now. And I think he could be an interesting one or a more interesting one. But I think they have to like actually like show him more in the show and like show what he wants and desires. Like they've basically been setting up Colin as a main character since the first season. Yeah. And like he wasn't supposed to be one until season four. So like what the hell? 
Yeah, it's weird how they kind of just like ignore some of the children until they yeah. kind of become. It's like they're not really it's sure. It's like and Eloise saying she's a main character and her book is season five. Oh, okay. Technically, like I don't yeah, know if yeah. they'll actually do it. They might like make Eloise stay unmarried and like an independent woman for the show, sort of like do that because not everyone needs to get married, but also maybe they won't. Yeah. Um, Should we get into the uh, hot, hot, hot takes? Yeah, what do you, what hot take do you want to start with? I was gonna go through like a list of people that I don't think needed to be in the show. Go for it. <laughs> Starting with <laughs> Edwina and Kate's mom. Yep. Didn't she served no purpose. It could have just been Kate. It made it weirder that the mom was there because she just never intervened. Yeah, it utilized well if Kate like talked to her mom about her feelings for Anthony, even if she didn't realize they were like, Love feelings. She's talking about Lady Danbury about her feelings. She's her own mother. This thing is Lady Danbury served the role of the mother figure. Okay, next, who do, who do you think um, should die? Daphne, I don't think they need to be there. I don't know if she did. Like at the sibling day when I they all play croquet or something just for fun. Yeah. To like sort of show that like she does still come to see her family and she does still love them. It's weird to have her and not Simon like, Yeah, well that actor wouldn't come back. Yeah, well, I feel bad she had to come back. Like, I feel like she could I feel like, like, you're free now. Go do like something she, else. I feel like she wanted to come back, but I think, like, if they had just sort of had her as, like, a background character, like the other, like, the youngest siblings are, and it could have been interesting for, like, just to show that, like, she didn't just, like, drop off the face of the earth. Yeah, okay. But, like, she didn't need to be the character that she was in the show unless, like, Antony was going to, like, actually show that he valued her opinion and wanted her around. Um, next time I had Benedict. Benedict fun, was rising like, until hesitated to be in either season. It's like, it was he's fun changing. and I, I like him. I don't have any negative feelings towards him. But yeah, him being there doesn't seem to change anything. Okay, I think that may be it. That's it? There's probably more, but I don't remember them. That's how irrelevant they were. This <laughs> <laughs> is so irrelevant. But... Um, okay, yeah, we can go to the, the, the hotter hot. Sure. Um, I think one of the hot takes we had was that I don't like Daphne, but I feel like we've talked about that throughout. Yeah, she's dumb. And she's annoying and she's dumb. And yeah, she are words. <laughs> Simon. She's like kind of just a bad person. She also like is never in the wrong. Like they never depict her as being in the yeah. wrong because she's so naive and everything. But it's like, you're not perfect, Daphne. You screw up. We all screw up. Like, come on. Yeah, she's very Mary Sue. And then, yeah, we've also talked about this one, but Kate is a bad person. She's a terrible person. She, if she was, yeah, yeah, more honest, less controlling, like everything would have worked out so much better. Um, And then also, we both think that Edwin and Anthony would have been fine in the relationship. I thought that they were, when they were like dancing together and getting to know each other, I was like, yeah, I'm sold. They seem like a good yeah. match. Well, I guess, like, I get why they weren't together, but I think the show easily could have sold me on them. I think, like, if they like, were I also think they weren't in love, but I think they could have been in love. Like, they both very much listened, I want this, I want that out of this, and they were on the same page. Like, yes, that I works I think it could yes, have been a fun, me. slightly more realistic depiction of the era if they were, like, I didn't love him when I married him, but I grew to love him as we were married kind of thing. Yeah. And it would have been kind of like fun. Is that what his parents said too? Didn't they mention? No, they were a true love match, they always say. Oh, but, anyways, um, I also think if Edwina had been a little bit smarter and a little bit less naive, she could have been the fun, like, toxic 
I guess relationship wife, but like all the relationships are toxic. But like the fun wife where like she sort of is a bit patronizing to him and is like, Oh yes, of course, sweetie. And like when she <laughs> has like ideas or things that she wants him to do, she sort of like incepts him into thinking it's his idea. Yeah. Um, like, like that kind of relationship where it's like it's very much the woman behind the man and like she's sort of like using her sort of like I guess powers as a woman, like the things that she gets from being a woman to yeah. like help him and like make things better and like I think that just would have been like a fun little relationship instead of just like but I think I think as well like the interesting thing about Edwina's character is she is very sweet and I think a lot of times she does feel like kind of one note because like she's actually sweet and naive um but I think she does have like a really strong grasp on like what getting married in the society means and what it means for her family and the pressure she's under but still like doesn't like I think she still enjoys it and still doesn't sacrifice being like her sweet feminine self. Yeah, to and I, I like that she is like the sweet feminine type, and I like that she is not so, like she's not so like pig-headed like Antony. And I honestly yeah. think that realistically, someone like that would work because, like, he needs someone I think softer, who isn't gonna like, I don't know, fly off the handle whenever he flies off the handle. I think I also don't get why the Bridgertons like Kate more than Edwina. I feel like Kate would be a really tough person to get along with. Yeah. I would find her personality kind of off putting it like a little I don't fully get it. Either. And Edwina seems like super fun and like chill. Edwina <laughs> seems very like that sweet girl where it's like yeah. oh I'm worried that she is like not having fun because she's so stressed about us liking her and I want her to know that I do like her kind of thing. And Kate would be that girl where it's like oh you're kind of a bitch. Yeah, or like she's kind of prickly and like, I guess like she put on the charm for the Bridgertons, kind of. But that's, I don't know what really wowed them about her. Like she got really competitive about croquet, which I would have just assumed was really weird. Yeah. Like, I also, like I don't feel like I would have thought it was that weird that like Edwina was like less competitive about croquet. Like, and, like, also, why why do you care if your future wife is good at croquet? Why is that like? It's like they're like oh, they didn't they play like, croquet right. right. I also think gonna, it could have been like a cute plotline if they were going the Anthony and Edwina route where she's like I'm really bad and like she's worried about his family liking her if he was just like sort of showed that he was like sweet and like there for her and like yeah her out. I also think like it would yeah. have been fine it's, I think it's okay to be with someone that's different than you hot take. I think it's <laughs> or your family <laughs> I think it's better probably to be with someone who's very different I love you just like you're exactly like my siblings yeah oh. yeah and like I think like, Anthony, like, respected Edwina, I think. Like, he thought she was, like, yeah, lovely that's what and, he like, chose smart. And, like, wife, yeah, she's, right? like, she has all these great qualities. And I think what could have been fun is, like, them being in a relationship. And you seem, like, honestly, if it had been, like, basically he meets her in episode one and stuff. And by episode two, they basically get married. And you watch them, like, learn to love each other throughout the, like, relationship. Yeah, yeah they could kind of, like, almost, like, for two who maybe didn't think that they would be so, a love match, yeah. they can kind of like choose. They grow to it. Yeah, they choose to love each other. Yeah. I think that's like a sweet. Also, like that, a sweet. It's not a, yeah, it's not in your face. It's not love. passionate love. You know, <laughs> I just think it's, like, it's a sweet plotline to follow as well. It's like just like yeah. I'm choosing to love you. I didn't know that I would, but I feel this way and I care for you deeply and like I think they would have been fine left on I think they're both very proper and I think it kind of would have worked but like they also both like respect 
the people around them who did find like love matches and they both like respect that that's something that yeah they can like, also, their different route i just think that bridgerton has currently showed love and really only one way and there's just so many different like shapes and forms of love like not everyone yeah. is like madly in love with their partner all the time but that doesn't mean that like they don't want to be with them or about they don't still love them it's just not to the same sort of like intense passion and the arcs are kind of like formulaic now where it's mm-hmm. like the the child is feels different from their family or feels pressured by society to conform a certain way and they pursue that wrongfully and then are directed into the like right direction by their love interest back to like the family values like they end up like adhering to like but the family's always supporting them in what ultimately becomes the right decision yeah like they're always trying to convince them to do what ends up the family is like marry for love and they're like no i should marry for something for yeah like Like, oh i guess i should marry for love which I also don't understand that it's like, oh, Mary for love. But it's like, bitch, like, do you, it's the fucking, do you see what here it is? Sierra, like, what like, are you talking about? Are you, like, what terrible advice. It's like, marry like, someone you don't think will beat you every day. I get it. If it's like, if it's like, you love this man and you could marry him, or you could marry this man who has, like, more money or something, and your family's like, do what's going to make you happy in that moment. Yeah. But it's like, if it's just like, oh, don't marry anyone until you find someone you love, it's like, Okay. Yeah. That's not re- realistic. I also like how like judgy the family is too. I'm like, no, you're not really in love with her. You're yeah. in love with her. Like, I'd be so annoyed how? if my family just told me you're no, not actually, actually in love with this person. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, I, like, okay. how close are you? <laughs> that you know, like, like yeah, I guess they're a really close family, but also really? like, I don't know. I'm not gonna be able to tell if my sibling is actually in love with someone or not. I'm gonna be like, you tell also, me you are, so I believe you. How much do you? Care. like I would care to say something like, oh I hope you're happy and as long as like yeah I'm happy I'm like okay I thought that Anthony would be fun with someone who is like on the surface the ideal picture of what he wants out of a woman and then like underneath there's more to her obviously because there's more to everyone yeah and like I think as long as Edwina would like I feel like she would be the type of person who would really pick her battles with him and like be able to sort of like manipulate him in like the ways that like she needs to and then like when it's actually important she'll stand up for herself and like same with like him like when it matters yeah, she does do at the end she stands up for herself yeah and I, I think the show does do her like a disservice i think the show kind of like kate treats her like really imp- yeah they utilizes her she's like oh she's just it's naive so it's okay it's just like a, it's just a little crush for her it doesn't matter it's like this is a she's like, gonna marry him like yeah this is her life she either was in love with him or she understood she's not a was. child like she has an understanding of what's yeah. going on she says if, at the end like you should have just told me about this agreement like i'm an adult <laughs> if she is old enough to get married i think she's old enough to like know what else is going on in her life yeah. around her as the main subject of what's going down in that agreement as like the main player <laughs> in this whole like thing that's going on it's fuck that she they didn't think that they would need to tell her but yes and i think the yeah i think the show like they wrote it because anthony and kate are the you know ones who get together yeah. i just think that they accidentally wrote a character who i think would be a better fit yeah for you're right but to make like, it less likable yeah i mean really she's just with this them really sweet it. likable character and kate is this really unlikable character like i guess i'm happy for them but also yeah good for them i just think kate and anthony like it's a really shitty way to get together 
Yeah, I also think that. What a shitty, like, how'd you meet dad? Oh, he was engaged to your aunt, actually. It's yeah, like, oh, well, okay. we had, like, secret rendezvous, of course. You stuck to me falling out of my titties. Like sucked bee pollen out of my boots and then bees. I think he was like, he's like, gets sucked the venom though. Like a poison? These are poisonous though. That was like a bee sting. Oh, because the dad was allergic. allergic. She was an allergic spot. It didn't suck it out. Trauma responded by sucking kitty. He didn't didn't realize that a bee sting wasn't fatal because they didn't really know about allergies back in then, I guess. I'm sure people get stung by bees and survive. Yeah, but I guess his trauma response was like, oh my god, she's going to die. I feel like I learned about bees maybe if my dad died by a bee sting. Why are people talking about this? The bees are murdering.